I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Certain energy moves around and you put out a certain energy and you attract it. And there's a reason that you both were there at the same time. Welcome to Manic Rambling Spiral. I'm Heather B. Armstrong. And I'm John R. Bray. Hello. We're back. (laughs) Oh, and boy, do we have a lot to talk about. It has been a while. (laughs) I'm just going to sit here and cackle and giggle the whole time. Just giggle. Just going to giggle. Well, it's been, what, almost a month since we recorded last. Yeah, I've been out of the country. Yes. You've been doing other things. Yes. <laughs> it's been it's been busy all around. Yeah, it has been uh we haven't talked to each other did we no, I think we did talk to each other in July. Once we did like right like the first week in July or something like that. Yeah. Okay. So it's been it's been a month since we've spoken and um a lot has happened. I still haven't seen my children. My children are still gone. For another couple weeks. Um, week. Two, weeks, two weeks, another two weeks. Yeah. So it's been five in total. And then I have two more. I will admit that I haven't thought that much about them. <laughs> Which is good, though. I think. I mean, it's a good sign will, in general. But... You know, it's Paris is quite a distraction. That's for sure. That is totally it was the absolute most perfect distraction I could have possibly had. And um, when I got home. I walked in my door, the silence of the house was a little jarring, and I felt a little pang. But when I was in Paris, I did not. <laughs> I love my children. You know I do. Everyone knows I love my children, but I was so happy to be free of distractions. I, I, I didn't have the distraction of my dog or of laundry, or of taking care of the car, or a plumbing issue, which happened the second night that I was here. There's a plumber in my house until 2 a.m. I just woke up and wrote, and then walked around the city every day. Which is amazing. A chance, I mean, a, an opportunity of a lifetime. Right. Yeah. Well, and like, I mean, you're mentioning all these things that weren't distractions when you were there, and I think that's the point. It's not that kids are a distraction, but it's it's good to remove you know, kind of every obstacle, especially when you're working on something, but just in general to be able to let yourself not focus on the things that you you focus on 24 hours a day, whether it's plumbing or kids or whatever, there's those just life responsibilities. Yeah. And the, the stark contrast of coming back into the house, like immediately I I could feel the heaviness of day-to-day life. I, I like that Paris gave me that perspective because it, it does make me realize, you know, we do a lot. And sometimes I don't think that we give ourselves credit for that. And just being in my house, is there's so much responsibility to take care of things by myself. Even without my kids being here, there's so much distraction and there's so much to juggle and there's so much to keep track of that I, I sometimes 
like Paris was like, you know, give yourself some credit. You know, you, you here's this break where all you do is write and walk around, which is a some people live like that. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's like, you know, give yourself some credit. It's um we do I think we do a good job of dealing with the heaviness that is life here, especially. And I'm sure that it's stressful for for families in, in France and in Paris, but there is a an approach to life there that we do not possess here. Just a cultural difference? A cultural relaxation. I know I'm talking a lot, but it, there's a lot to download. But um, the one thing that is really striking about, I mean, there's so many things striking about Harris, but something that's very, very noticeable is these cafes, there's cafes everywhere on every street corner, and they're packed with people all all day long. All day long, there are people, just throngs of people in these cafes sitting around smoking cigarettes. There's a lot of cigarette smoke. Um, and no one, no one is on their phone. Everybody's just talking to each other. It was remarkable. Like, it was very, very noticeable to me. I talked to a couple of locals who were like, well, yeah, what's the point of going to a cafe if you're not going to talk to your friends? Like, that's the whole point is to sit and talk. And um, and they go for hours and hours and hours at a time. They just walk out of the they walk out of their office and they go and they sit at a cafe for three or four hours, <laughs> which is pretty incredible. Yeah. Well, I think it's hard. I mean, I think you were there long enough to absorb that and appreciate that and fully disconnect. I mean, you know, you can go away for a long weekend or a week. I feel like that's kind of just enough time to start that process. Yeah. But when you're gone as long as you were, I feel like you can really get into that. And I think those cultural differences, I mean, you read all these articles about, you know, whether it's French culture or people on some island off the coast of Italy and how they have great longevity and they're really peaceful. So, but all these articles look at like one aspect, like, well, they eat a lot of this or their school system is this or this happened, but it's not that simple. It's like this entire cultural shift. It's an entire approach to life. Right. Two secrets. Well, not even secrets, but a couple of the locals were like, oh, yeah, we hear about all these articles over and we hear about all these studies going on over in, in the States about how we stay so thin and the secrets that we don't eat. <laughs> <laughs> we then they don't. They eat these really tiny portions of food. And when they eat, they don't eat dinner until 1030 at night, maybe. And they smoke constantly. <laughs> oh wow but yeah it it is like an, an entire approach to life i mean i don't know how much i should get into this part of it but what paris did for me and the biggest thing that it gave me and this is i think why i'm just so grateful for it the biggest thing that it gave me was knowing that utah is not my fault <laughs> <laughs> there you go like all this bullshit that goes on in Utah and where I'm really frustrated with how things are in Utah and dating in Utah and ugh, just like, it's not me. Like it's not, it's not, sometimes I take it, I internalize it and I take it very personally. And I'm like, well, what did I do to like that, that this awful stupid thing happened? And it's like, oh, it's not me. <laughs> it's Utah. <laughs> it's you. <laughs> I did. The I, state. Came, I came home. I'm driving home. My parents picked me up and, oh man, I was just looking at the skyline, which is really, really, really beautiful. Salt Lake is an amazing, amazing place. And I had the distinct thought, my God, I hate it here. (laughs) (laughs) I genuinely, genuinely hate it here. Oh, I'm laughing, but I'm kind of serious. (laughs) It's hard. I mean, I think there's something to be said 
you know, there's the argument that it kind of doesn't matter where you live as long as you travel. Right. Because I think at a certain point, wherever you live just becomes, maybe you don't hate it, but it just becomes what it is. It loses that appeal. Mm -hmm. But if you can live somewhere and travel to those places and still have that, I think it, it helps kind of shift that perspective and provide that, that different take on things. Right. I mean, you know, you could move to Paris and in a couple of years, not that Paris would be terrible, but it would, it would just be. It would be. And I met a lot of the locals who, um, and I would, I would eat that. I would, I would just gush about everything about what I had seen. And, and they're like, you know, that's, that's really interesting for you to talk about it that way because we, 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 we take it for granted. We, we really don't, we, we see the beauty so often that we don't see the beauty anymore. This guy was walking me around Montmartre, which is where all the artists and writers used to live. It's kind of up on a hill um, where the Church Sacre-Cœur is. And we're walking around at like one o'clock in the morning and there's no tourists there. And it's just the most gorgeous, gorgeous. And I'm just like at every every corner, I was like stopping and like putting my hand over my mouth. And he's like, it's really, really wonderful to see my city through your eyes. Like I gave that to several people that I met there. They were like, whoa this is a pretty cool place. I'm like, yeah, it's pretty cool. <laughs> exactly. And I think when someone comes to Salt Lake and sees the terrain and sees, right. you know, the state, it's the it's similar for them because they don't live there. It's like, oh yeah, that, that arch formation that formed over <laughs> a million years, that's pretty cool, I guess. <laughs> right, exactly. I don't, I don't know if Illinois really presents that same allure to anybody at all. Chicago, but, man. Chicago's you know, amazing. Chicago, sure. But beyond that, I don't know. Very flat, very plain, very Midwest. I met a woman there, an Irish woman, who is repping Irish whiskey. I should put her in touch with you. <laughs> she um, was based in Paris for about seven months, and now they're transferring her to Chicago. In, oh, really? Wow. In her very, very thick Irish accent, she's like, what the fuck? <laughs> what am I going to do? <laughs> she's like, I've heard about the winters. What am I going to fucking do? And I'm like, I don't know. You had a Chicago yeah. winter coming up. Oh, yeah. When is she When is she transferring? Within the month. Yeah. Oh, wow. And yeah. is it just her? Does she have a family? It's just her. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that's going to be a cold winter. I mean, Dublin is cold, but Chicago is a whole different ballgame. Yeah. Midwestern winters are a unique unique beast yes i mean you you guys get your share of snow but i think here the wind and the cold it doesn't are, get cold something here else it's fine it, it's it doesn't it doesn't get cold not like it does there people oh, yeah, complain of, cold. yeah you guys get cold it's gonna like freeze your fucking balls off cold i know <laughs> it's awful yep yeah that's pretty accurate so um i know that you've been doing some traveling i have i'm trying to remember Lord, you've been quite a few places haven't you i have i've been to but we've We've recorded. I mean, I was in I was in Nashville in early June, and then in Michigan, and then just recently in Wisconsin, and soon to be in California. What part of California so are you going to? I am going to San Francisco. I've got okay. a wedding to go to. Nice. Yes. You staying in the yeah. city? Yes. Okay. Yeah, actually, where am I at in the city? I think I'm in Mission at an Airbnb in Mission. Okay. The Mission. The Mission. Yeah. The Mission. <laughs> um. So it'll be good. I mean, I've I've been there a couple times. Um, I like San Francisco. I think it's been really warm here and really humid. And yeah. it's going to be not either of those things there. So that'll be nice. Yes. But it's a lot of it's a lot of movement and coordinating. I mean, just coordinating. I think that's one thing that's different, like a big amount of time when you're gone. Like, you think it's a lot of upfront planning with kids? Yes. 
but it's like that big chunk of planning and then that's it. But when there's these little pieces of like four days, I feel like I'm doing that huge piece of upfront planning over and over and over and over yes. and getting home and doing laundry and repacking and oh my God. Yes. And then I tell Lexton, you know, you need to get four pairs of shorts and six shirts. And he's like, but it's only like three days. Like, yeah, well, you need to have clean clothes every day, including socks, as much as you'd love to just rewear the same shit. So it's been... It's been a whirlwind and school is less than a month out and totally not ready for that. Yep. But, you know. Yeah, the the, the packing and getting ready to go is, um, for people who don't travel often, it is, it sucks. It really, really, really sucks. Like making sure yeah. that someone's taking care of my dog, making sure that all the money is moved around into all of the different <laughs> accounts that I have that where everything is automatically withdrawn, trying to yeah. stay on top of five email addresses. That's super fun. Well, and it's all the things that you think, well, if I don't, if I don't get this done, I can always do it on my phone or on my laptop. Mm-hmm. But you can't in the same way. Like you're out of your space. Right. So doing it takes like twice as much thought and effort because I, I don't know why it is. And it's just, and then you think of it when you're not at your Airbnb and you don't actually have your laptop. And then by the time you get back, you've forgotten about it or it's too late or. Or you're sitting at your Airbnb in San Francisco and you're like, I don't want to do this. Right. Yeah, <laughs> I don't exactly. Do this. I'm, I'm, I'm on vacation. Why do I have to answer this stupid email? No, no. So that's been, that's been interesting. It's been interesting. And, and two, two day trips, actually one overnight trip and one day trip to Michigan again, to a different part of Michigan for concerts that were great. I mean, it was, there were awesome trips, but it's just, it's a lot. You've been busy. I've been busy. You've been been really busy, huh? I have, I have been, (laughs) I have been really busy. Really, really, really busy. (laughs) Probably especially busy over the last few months. Yes. How's it going, John? You know, it's, it's going well. Yeah, it's it's going really well. Yeah, I decided, um, you know, I, I didn't even decide. I won't even say that I decided, but I found myself wading into the dating pool. What? Yeah. Wait, say yeah. that out loud. Say that again. Say that again. I, I know I, I found myself. I, I will just say that I guess I kind of accidentally went on a date <laughs> at some point. And you accidentally, you accidentally went on a date. We're going to repeat this entire conversation as we go along. You accidentally. I have just, yeah. I've just gotten to this point where, I mean, we've talked about this several times where I'd, I'd sort of written off dating, not really due to lack of interest, but just due to lack of how the hell am I actually going to do this? So anytime that something comes up, which is really never, but in this case, something came up, it was basically in my mind, I'm like, yeah, I'll totally grab coffee. That sounds, sounds like a, a fun, casual thing to do without any commitment. And that was like five months ago. And five months ago? Yeah. What the fuck? You've been talking, you've been, we've been doing this podcast. People are going to be super upset. Five well, months people ago. Have, people have been, people have been guessing on Instagram. <laughs> so it hasn't, okay, so it hasn't wait a minute, we got to go back. We got to go back. Yeah. Fuck Paris. We got to talk about this. Wait a minute. Okay. So where, how did you guys meet? Uh, we just met kind of by chance. It's, it's what we've talked about. Like we just met by chance at a, actually at a distillery tour of all things. That's, that's and just happened that's pretty cool. to be in the same place at the same time and kind of hit it off. And then a few weeks later, ended up grabbing coffee for six hours and it just, it just worked. And it's good. It has. I mean, it was really weird to leave. I mean, I, I thought it's coffee. We'll get coffee for an hour. It'll be, it'll be great. And we'll talk about all these little small things that you always talk about with people that you don't really know. 
And it wasn't at all like that. I mean, it was, I guess it was like three and a half hours of coffee and then dinner afterward. Wow. Is she, is she local? She is local. Yes. Okay. And it was just great. Conversation was great. It wasn't your typical surface level bullshit that you talk about. And it just worked out and we were both very much on the same page and still are, which is, which is great. So you guys met in the, the, like the right way. Like you didn't do the whole Tinder context of dating. You guys actually met someplace and were like, Hmm, this is an interesting person. Exactly. Yeah. Which is, I feel like it's so odd. And I mean, it was a distillery tour. So I guess you could argue that it's like meeting at a bar sort of, but it was just kind of, I don't know, serendipitous to both be at this place, which is a place that I never go and a place that she never goes. And then we happen to both be there at the same time. Definitely not complaining. (laughs) Have you traveled with her? I have. Yes. Yes. Let me guess. You guys went to see Ziggurros. Did you guys go see Ziggurros together? We did. Yes. See, I'm I'm good at piecing things together. Okay. Yeah. We never did talk about that Well, I think that that was like the first, the first instagram post as well when people like there were people that left comments like i'm pretty sure you have an update for the podcast now <laughs> and here it is and y'all. here it is <laughs> and no we never did talk about that concert i don't know why i feel like things have just been so crazy that we haven't had a chance so we'll the concert to... was incredible oh my god oh yeah that's what i it's in my top like five concerts of all time it was like the most sensory concert experience i've ever had yeah I think. And the the sound in this, I think it was the Andrew Jackson Hall was just like, you could feel your organs vibrate, but it was so crisp. And then, wow. you know, pairing that with, with the visual of the lights and it was just amazing. And you're there with somebody that you like. Right. Yeah. Right. Which, which helps quite it a bit. It adds a dimension to it. Yeah. It does. It really does. Um, I saw Sigaros in 2001 at Coachella. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, and they were playing in a tent, um, a very small tent. Um, and just as they started playing, the Santa Ana winds kicked in. And so the roof of the tent was just billowing up and down, up and down. And it was, it was almost like I was in a possessed ghost-like alien experience. The whole thing was just bone chillingly good. Like every, it was just, Yeah. The sound of, he's playing the guitar with a, a violin string, a violin. With oh yeah, the, yeah. The, the um, bow. The bow, and uh, with the with the tent, you know, flapping up and down, and it just. I just remember walking away from that, thinking I would never see anything live like that ever again. I'm glad you got to see them, but yeah, I'm also it was really glad. Stunning. I'm also really glad about this this update. <laughs> I'm very happy. It's a good for update. You. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's been five months. It has. And has she met Lexton? She has. She has. And 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 she and she met Heather. <laughs> Wait a minute. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. I just screamed into the microphone. Sorry about that, Ryan. Wait, 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 wait. Okay. Go back. Go back. Okay. Well, so it got to the point where obviously she doesn't need to know. It's not like something I need to tell her. But it got to the point where I don't live in a big town. So I just assumed at some point we're going to run into her or her and Robert or something. Like we just will. And that's fine. And that's, it doesn't really matter. But we never did. And then it got to the point because of that, that it, that I felt like I was hiding it, mm-hmm. which made it feel, which made me feel weird because I don't need to hide it. And it was just taking more energy than it needed to take. 
like energy put into something that wasn't worthwhile. Okay. So because hiding, hiding it, it takes a lot of energy. It does. I mean, you yeah. have to think about it, especially in my situation with her being so close and seeing Lexton, you know, two days a week and then drop offs and pickups and like everything that's involved. It just got to a point where it, it felt kind of ridiculous and it just wasn't worth it. So did you call Heather and say, I had to have something to tell you? Oh, no, no, no. Uh, I was supposed to pick, I was supposed to pick Lexton up from her house and I just sent her a text and I said, we will be there soon. And she responded, okay. And like two minutes later responded, we question mark. I was like, yep. And then we just showed up and that was it. Like, I didn't want to make a thing of it because that, that didn't seem worthwhile either. Like, I don't owe her some sort of announcement. Okay. Did they shake hands? I think they did actually. I don't remember because I was like grabbing Lexton's bags and they said hello. And it was, I mean, it was very fine for what it is. Definitely worse for Heather, which was what I expected. Heather's married. <sighs> yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> yep. Oh, man. Wow. Wow. Yep. Huge development. This is big. I didn't know it was this big. I didn't know it was this big. I had a little hint of a thing. Oh, yeah. She met Heather. Okay. Has she met Robert? You know, the funny thing about that, actually, is that the three of us were out. And like I said, I thought we'd run into them. We ran into Robert. No. Like weeks before, not weeks, a couple weeks, two weeks almost exactly, before Heather met her. And like to the point where he waved and said hi to Lexton and very clearly saw us. And I was kind of excited because I'm like, great, this is, that's it then. Then I don't have to worry about this. I don't know. I'm not even going to comment on it, but I don't think he put two and two together. <laughs> so you're, you're walking the fine line there. You're walking the fine line. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, they met in the sense that like in passing have seen each other, or I guess I'll say she saw him because clearly he doesn't, doesn't know. But so yeah, wow. indirectly. So she met Heather. She's indirectly met robert um yes. how close does she live to you i'm really nosy she, sorry by the way <laughs> <laughs> she lives about a half an hour away from me okay so local local enough i mean as local as you can really get here and so you introduced her to lexton i did yes and how did that go it went really well that was a really weird i don't know i think we've talked about this or i've said something like this in terms of other things but i feel like this is a situation where there's a lot of wrong ways to do it, but there's really no right way. And it's all very situational. Yes. But at the same time, like you're constantly left wondering, should it have been done a different way? Should it have been done here versus there? I mean, you, you, I, at least I constantly question myself. I don't have regrets. I just always wonder, was it, was it the right way? And that was why it was a huge struggle leading up to it. Like, how long should it be? How long do you wait? And you could ask 10 people and they all have 10 vastly different answers. Exactly. And it's, it's hard. It's something because, that you have to, you have to feel it. Right. And I think it's so different because Lexton is 13. Mm -hmm. Like if you were like five, I probably would have waited because he's much less aware at five. Right. But the more he gets aware, I was starting to feel like, it's going to get to a point where if he beats me to it, then it seems like I lied or I'm hiding something, which automatically 
will leave a bad taste in his mouth and make this situation very similar to what he went through with his mom. Right. And that was kind of where I was at. Like he's, he's too aware to, to have been left out of the loop. And I wanted to be very, very, very direct with him about everything that was happening so that he felt like he was involved. So did you, did you do it at at your house? I did. I left it up to him. Actually. I said, you know, would it be, would it be better to be like out? Like if we all went out to dinner or if she came over and he wanted her to come in his reasoning, he wanted her to come here so that she can see some of his stuff and learn what he's into. Oh, wow. Really? That's a great reason. Sure. (sighs) So, and it's, but 13 is just such an awkward age in general. Like I remember being that age and it's, we've talked about this. It's so weird. Oh, yeah. So I imagine that that layer of, you know, having a parent who's also dating is strange, just in and of itself. Yeah. Um, but his approach has been surprisingly, I don't, I don't even know surprisingly, but just really, really positive. And I think a big part of that is just the relationship that I've developed with him over the two years that we've been together, just the two of us. Mm-hmm. And so he, he was I mean, excited he trusts about you. it. Yeah. Well, he, yeah. And, and that was the other piece. Like we've really developed that trust. So I didn't want to risk hurting that trust. Right. You know, with, with whatever. And again, we live in a fairly small town. So, you know, I didn't want to run into him when he's out with his grandparents or out with Heather. And then that would just be weird on a lot of different levels for him. Mm-hmm. So I thought it would be best to try and just be open about it. And, and it, it was weird because I told him, early on that I wanted to start dating just in general. And I said, I kind of just briefly explained what that looks like for me and why I wanted to. And, and I said that that doesn't mean that I'm going to come home one day and tell you that I got married. I said, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to date, you know, because I, I want the companionship. And he, as soon as I said the thing about marriage, he rolled his eyes and he goes, well, that's a relief. <laughs> it's like, I, I don't know. I feel like I had to say that. Yeah. No, you do. I mean, I told you, Lita, you know, has in when I have shown interest in someone, she's she has in the past freaked out, completely freaked out. Like, are you going to leave? Like, that's what she right. asks. Yeah. So that's a natural. I think that was a natural thing for you to say to him just to like, listen, this is, you know, this is not just a this isn't the normal behavior where I just show up married. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. But it's also a weird line, I think, with kids to let them know that they're involved and they're part of the decision, but it's not like it's not their decision, you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's obviously a really important component, but it's like you can't, you can't like ask permission, I guess is what I'm getting at. Yeah. But you just need to be really open and honest and hope for and the I, best. And you, you know, like, I want you to be a part of this, you know, this right. is, this affects you and I want you to be a part of this and I want to, I want to know what you're comfortable with and Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I've said from the start. I said, you know, we're, we're a team regardless of any of this. And I said, that's why I wanted to to tell you and keep you in the loop and all that. Yeah. And, and it's been good. I mean, it's his, his response has just been continuously positive. And I think one thing that's really interesting that I'm starting to notice, which is I think telling in a couple different directions is that I think he is starting to get a sense again for what normal looks like Mm. for a relationship and is then contrasting that against what he's been seeing with Heather. Right. And those two things are not equaling out. And I think it's causing him to kind of question 
what he sees on both sides. Oh, really? And I think for her, that's not ending up as positive as she would like. Is he? Has he said things about about it? He hasn't. He's he's said interesting things just in general, and I think it's also come at an interesting point where I think he's just as he's gotten older and a little less tolerant of bullshit. It's just a tipping point mm-hmm. in general, regardless of what I was doing. But he's starting to to realize, you know, when he's when he's with me, whether it's just me or it's the three of us and we eat dinner, we eat dinner together. And he just recently told me in the last couple of weeks, like he almost never eats with them when he's at Heather's house. Huh. He eats alone. And it's stuff that I think he's just either shrugged off or told himself like, we just do things different here. But now that he's realizing, like, really starting to to notice that line, I think he's kind of subconsciously making a decision about what, what he prefers. Right. You know, how he would prefer his day-to-day to look. And he's probably making judgment calls, you know, inside of his head. Right. Yeah. Right. And that's it's been interesting to see. This is, this is huge. I mean, so this is serious. Yeah. I mean, it, yes, I would say so. Yeah. I'm a super pessimist, so I try, <laughs> I like, I I feel like I'm ready for the world to end, like, Good every job. minute. <laughs> I don't know. But yes, I mean, it, it is. I just, oh, there embrace is. Embrace this. This is wonderful news. This is wonderful news. This is incredible. It totally is. Yeah. It totally is. There's and just this such is one, an This is wonderful amount. news for the listeners of My Night Grambling Spiral. <laughs> one of us is in a relationship. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> It actually yes. happened. <laughs> and it's it's been really good. And and it, there's nothing that's not good about it. I just think, I mean, and, and you know this because you've dated, there's such an incredible vulnerability. Yeah. That is weird. Because you, especially in the role of, of single parenting, you really built yourself up and strengthened yourself, you know, kind of against the world because you have to for your kids. Mm-hmm. And then you open yourself up to something different and it, it feel you feel incredibly vulnerable. And that's just kind of a weird feeling. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70 percent of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Want to teach your kids financial literacy, but not sure where to start? Greenlight can help. With Greenlight, parents can keep an eye on kids' spending and saving, while kids and teens use a card of their own to build money confidence. As a parent, you can send instant money transfers, set up chores, automate allowance, and more. It's a convenient way to run your household, customized to your family's needs, and the easy way to raise financially smart kids. Get started with Greenlight today and get your first month free at greenlight.com slash ACAST. It's very different dating as a, well, you're not divorced, but you're basically divorced. It's very different dating as a divorced parent um, than it was being a single young kid. It's just, it, it carries so many different, uh, it, it just carries a weight to it that didn't exist before. And 
in emotion and in responsibility and in, oh my God, this person did this within 10 minutes of the date. I could never live with that done. <laughs> right. Right. Like you, right. you, you realize what it, what it means to have been in a long-term relationship, especially with a kid. And I've, I've experienced this. I've talked to my friends about this. Like I'll go on a date and, and some guy will do something literally within the first 10 minutes. It's like, I would never be able to live with that on a day-to-day basis. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Which makes me sound shallow, but it's a kind of a reality where you're like, I know what it's like to be in somebody's space you know, day in, day out for 10 years. Yeah. Like you, you can kind of see like right now that's not an issue, but I know that when it happens four times a day for 10 years, I'm mm-hmm. going to want to kill someone. Like I think that it's just something you acknowledge <laughs> and it doesn't mean someone. that it's like, it doesn't mean that it's a bad trait for that person to have. You just know from your own experience, you can't, can't do it. Yeah. And I think with kids involved, you're hypersensitive to red flags that you probably would have ignored. Mm-hmm. when you dated before that you either would have ignored or thought, nah, it's not going to be that big of a deal. And it's a huge deal because you have this responsibility of this child in your life. Who's going to be a part of that person's life as well. Right. I went on a date and somebody used the word retard it within like the first 30 minutes. He just used it twice. Yeah. Just like in casual conversation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, and huh. I was like, wow, that's what I'm dealing with. That's the level that I'm dealing with. Okay. No, no. Yep. I didn't even, and I didn't even you have said to sit through the date. Yeah. I said to him, you know, that's, I, I don't appreciate that word. And he was just like, oh God, not one of those. <laughs> Seriously? Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah. And this was like right at the beginning. So you yes, still had to sit a, through coffee or drinks or dinner yeah, or something. Yeah, exactly. Because oh we, we like to suffer. We, we don't get up and leave. We're just like, okay, I'll just get through this. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it is a totally bizarre perspective because you're evaluating everything. I think you're evaluating the person, which you would normally do, and you're evaluating, you know, your perceived compatibility with that person, mm-hmm. but then also how compatible they would be with your kids and in a family environment and over a longer period of time. And you're kind of evaluating, you know, do you have the emotional energy, the emotional strength to give to do that? depending on how much it's going to require. I don't know. It's just, there's a lot. There's a lot involved. There's a lot. And I think just to bring this really quickly back to what I learned in Paris, like I feel like my more exotic qualities fit in in Paris more than, like my my exotic qualities here make me a bit of a freak. Whereas there, my exotic qualities were really appreciated. It just made me realize all of these, all of these, how many goddamn dates have I been on in the last two years here in, in Utah and the awkwardness and like the weird, that weird stupidity of it all and, and me internalizing it for so long and being really, really, really depressed about it. Oh my God. It's just, it's, I, I look at it so differently now. And so I have a lot of hope going forward even after this trip. Hope for dating in Utah? Um, I don't know about Utah. <laughs> I don't know. Oh my god! Yeah, I don't know about Utah. I've got, I've got, I've got to really, I've got to really think about how I'm going to survive this place um, now that I'm back, and how I go about the heaviness of life, and not not that having a relationship is a bad thing, but you just added another component to the juggling of what you do. Right. Yeah. Well, and you it's, add, I think. 
you add you've got the heaviness of your life and then you add as that relationship progresses the heaviness of someone else's life yeah not in a bad way just it is that's life right well your heart i I think in in the terms of like being with somebody that you want to be with it's less of a of a burden and it's more of that that saying where your heart just grows to absorb it and your heart grows to want to care about that person's problems right it's not a burden it's just it becomes commonplace in a really good way like it just Mm -hmm. becomes part of who you are and what you do this is this is really exciting. I ca- I can't keep saying that. I can't say it enough. <laughs> yeah, it's it has been. It has been really 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 it's it's been nothing but positive. Good. So, so hold on to that. Be be joyful. Right? I am. Okay. I That am. is that's my biggest I am, challenge. I am joyful. Just, I am, I am so very excited. joyful. It's, the world is going to end. <laughs> it's so easy to overthink and overanalyze. And that's where I always get stuck. But it, it's been it's been amazing it really has like nothing nothing short of amazing so now i just have to think about not overthinking and that's pretty awesome just be just be open just be open yes. just be open like so much has happened to me in the last two and a half months of just being open so much has happened and it's incredible to be living like this again i mean i lived like this for a little bit a lot until i started being a vegan and running marathons. Um, <laughs> and uh, somebody, I, I, I put up an Instagram photo yesterday and um, I, I basically, I, have, I signed up for a French class that I'm hopefully going to be able to take on Wednesday nights just for a month, just oh, to, nice. an introduction, like to brush up on things. And then from there, I'll go into like a, a more intermediate class. And I met up with a guy um, in France he's a reader of my website and he sent me an email and he said, I'm going to be in France, you know, for a, you know, even over your birthday, if you want to, you know, go grab lunch or something. And he's an old school internet guy. He knows all of the old school internet people that I know, like back from 2000, 2001. We had the most lovely lunch on the day before my birthday and talked about the old days. And we talked about Paris and how you have to roll with the punches. Like my water went out one day in the middle of me washing my hair. Um, he he can't sleep at night because it's so loud. Um, you know, I, I got there and I had no internet service. I had no cell service. You know, there's things that you just roll with. And he was such, it was such a lovely uh, time to spend with him. And I was open. Like people were like, wait a minute, you're meeting this strange person for lunch. And I'm like, yeah, I am. I absolutely am. It's just, you know, and um, he and I have kept in touch a little bit. And he read my Instagram photo last night and he was like, you know what? <laughs> a class in French is way better than being vegan and running marathons, Heather. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. It's um, weird that people would react like that though. I mean, just because. Oh yeah. Like, that's basically a blind date. I mean, it's a date. It's no different than meeting someone on Tinder and going out to dinner. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't Except a date. It was less super creepy. friendly. Well, no, no, no. Friendly. But I mean. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. So it's just like meeting somebody on Tinder and going out, um, right? And I never, never, ever meet someone at the place where I'm staying. I always meet in public. But that was just one of those many. We we actually the night we were supposed to go to lunch, um, the day before my birthday, and he got there the night before, and he didn't have anything to do, and he's like, "Do you want to go on this boat cruise?" And I was like, "Sure." So I walked all the way down to this place near Notre Dame and um, turns out that the boat crews didn't leave from there. And he's like, well, I'm sorry that I made you walk all the way down here. 
you're, and I said, well, no, let's go get something to eat. And so we walked for two hours, just walked around and just found a random cafe on this really busy street and sat down and had the most incredible meal and watched people and talked about Paris. And, and I wanted to say to people who questioned me, like, just be open to just meeting people and finding connections that, that don't have to be romantic even. But right. the romantic ones are good, right? The right. romantic ones are really good. Um, right. But <laughs> there's <laughs> the third night that I was there, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go walk down to the Louvre and see, just see the outside of it. Cause I think it had closed at that point, but I had, I've been working all day long and I wanted to go see it. And I'm walking to the Louvre and I've got my headphones in listening to music. And as I'm walking, this really tall black man walks out of this eyeglass store and he looks at me. I looked at him and I don't even know why. Like I took my headphones out and he goes, bonjour. (laughs) <laughs> and I said, bonjour. <laughs> and it turns out that he's from Guadeloupe, which is a French island in the Caribbean. And he barely spoke a word of English. And we spent the next four hours walking around the Louvre and we went to dinner and we spoke through translation apps. So he barely spoke English and yes. you barely spoke French. Yes. Wow. And he was so eager to like talk to somebody because he wants to learn better English. And I was okay. like, well, come join me. I'm going to walk around and take photos. And he's like, really? I was like, yeah, absolutely. Let's go hang out. <laughs> and I came back home and I told a couple of my friends and they're like, do you still have your wallet? Are you alive? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, he was a stranger. I'm like, I know, but that was just such a Parisian experience to have. It was just, um, I don't know. It was it was wonderful. I learned a lot of French well, that we're, we're so cultured to think that that's dangerous yeah and i know why i mean i know where it comes from but you do you have to be open and i think for me it's just this simple and it's not simple but it's just acknowledging that you don't have control mm-hmm. like you you can't control certain th- and not that i want to control a relationship that's not what this is but just in general you have to kind of just throw your hands up and be like it is what it is let it be what it is no, no it matter what, what you can't you're not going to, you're not going to change it. You know, if something is meant to happen, it's going to happen. And if it's not, it's not, you might be able to delay the inevitable, but you can't prevent it. No. And there's a reason that you guys are at that distillery at the same time. Right. You know? Yeah. I believe I'm so, I'm so woo wooey with this, but I really do believe in energy. I mean, energy is science. I believe in science. And I just believe that certain energy moves around and you put out a certain energy and you attract it. And there's a reason that you both were there at the same time. Yeah, There's I agree. It was very serendipitous. Yeah. And we were both for, for different reasons, but both very much in the same place in terms of dating. Yeah. Um, it basically just had written it off at least for the time being. So it was really strange to run into someone in the same place as you in a, in a place where theoretically that run in shouldn't matter because yeah. neither of you were dating. <laughs> And then suddenly that decision to not date doesn't really matter as much as you thought it did. So does she listen to the podcast? She she has. That was a that was a great date. It was like, I don't remember how far in. And I and originally, initially our dates were very spread out because obviously I have Lexton every like my only free weekends is every other weekend. And then even during the week, I have him. So unless I arrange 
for childcare, it was hard to find time. And she was traveling and I was traveling and there was spring break and there's like all this stuff going on. And, but it, I think it was, I think it was the third date like partway into dinner. And she says, so I found your podcast. <laughs> I was like, I, I seriously, I just looked right at her and it was like, oh shit. How really? Like what I said, my first question was, what did you listen to? And then before she could answer, I said, no, hang on. You listened to the second episode, didn't you? Oh my She's God. Like, well, oh my yeah. God. Oh my like, God. Okay. I said, honestly, at this point, is that I don't really know what to say. So you should just ask me whatever questions you want to ask because that's, <laughs> that's pretty much the whole thing. And her response was, I mean, it was actually super positive. Like, because I had given her kind of a, a really nutshell version of everything. Yeah. And I, you know, her tragic, response to my, this tragic Victorian novel that was that year of your life. <laughs> right. Right. When my nutshell version was like, yeah, it basically didn't work out very well and ended pretty poorly and yada, yada, yada. And her response was, I didn't realize how hard it was to go through it. And she, she was basically just impressed that I took the high road in a lot of these different areas. Wow. So it wasn't a bad thing, but it's kind of interesting to, not that I forget that it's out there, but to have someone listen to it and be like, okay, well, you just saved us like 20 hours of conversation by listening to that. <laughs> and it's stuff that I really didn't want to get into, but we can now, you know? Mm -hmm. It was, that was, that was strange. Yeah, it's strange when, when you find out that people have listened to your podcast. Yeah, even though we do the podcast so that people will listen to it. <laughs> right, but you, for some reason, like hearing that, you mm -hmm. all of a sudden, it, I felt like I was sitting there naked. Yeah. Just mm -hmm. all of a sudden at dinner, like, okay, here, this is everything. This is everything. Yeah. <laughs> but, she got married, by the way. She got married. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the whole, the whole thing. And then, then I have to retell the story. I have mm -hmm. to kind of go back and rethink it. And every time I do that, I, I can't help but just shake my head and be like, that was seriously fucked up. Yeah. Like, I, I kind of in the day-to-day, -day, you don't really think about it. You're like, yeah, the relationship ended and it's, it is what it is and it's fine. But then you actually revisit it. You're like, oh, damn, that was, that was, that was pretty messed up. Yeah. And I think every time I talk about it and retell it, I kind of resurface things that I hadn't realized before. Either things I hadn't paid attention to or things I had just considered normal at the time that are very not, you know? Yeah, so. you... you Time and nostalgia are, are liars. <laughs> Time is good, but sometimes you think back on things and you don't realize just how bad they were. And then you start to really think about it and you're like, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. That was bad. Right. Yeah. Yep. Time gives you just a different perspective, especially mm -hmm. as you settle into like a different state of normal. Yeah. It gives you a totally different perspective. And I, I think, I mean, I'm only like two and a half years out of out of that, but I feel like that probably won't stop happening for a while yeah i think things will just continue to kind of come to light in their own way you hope they do yeah yeah or you oh, yeah. or you could be in a situation like me where i don't have any sort of um communication going on between me and the ex <laughs> <laughs> which is not necessarily terrible sometimes no. i envy that Things i mean we've talked about this before there's there's definitely benefits to both yeah at least you won't really feel compelled to introduce john to someone that you're dating no i did once uh just because he knew the person 
knew of him. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. And, and, that I, and I didn't want it normal? to get back to him. Yeah, it was, it was just, I had to, I said, I needed to tell you something and just so that he didn't hear it from some, somebody else. I, I think I, I, for, for some reason, I thought I owed him the courtesy. <laughs> oh, wow. So, um, yeah. Uh-huh. But, but probably not again. Uh, no, no. No. Unless, I mean, I would imagine in your situation, unless it happens that, you know, John is back in Utah and you're out and you run into him and then that's just what it is. Yes, the is likelihood life. of the likelihood of me running into John in Utah is probably, probably, probably get hit by a meteor before that would happen. <laughs> so. That's what's so weird, though. It's like you don't you you totally don't owe it to him. I didn't owe it to Heather. No. And I think as long as it's as long as it's clear with the kids that like this is this is fine. I like everything I'm doing is good and normal and great and there's no issue with it. Yeah. Like that's not why I'm not telling your dad. I'm not telling your dad cause he didn't need to know. Yeah. You know, that's just kind of the reality of it, you know, and that was where I didn't want things to go. I didn't want, I didn't want Lexton to look at it and say, well, mom doesn't know. And is that, is that because dad is doing something wrong? So he's hiding it. And right. I really didn't want that. But you introduced I think, him first. I oh yeah yeah because yeah. you owe it to him exactly mm-hmm. yeah exactly yeah I mean I and I kind of did it in a tiered approach where first I told him that I was going to start dating and then I told him later that I was dating someone and then you know and I I told him her name and all this and then they met because I didn't want it to just be like oh by the way I started dating and I'm now dating this person and you're going to meet her because that yeah. also felt a lot like what Heather did right. Which would have been shitty. Yeah, I'm just a lost cause. That's what I am. <laughs> Not a lost cause. <laughs> yeah. And I'm fine oh, with God. that. I'm totally fine with it. I do well on my own. I do very well. I enjoy the rhythm that I have. So if I'm a lost cause, then my God, it's great to be a lost cause. <laughs> and that's, I think, what's interesting is that was kind of where my head was at. Like, I was doing it. Like, I had my routine. I had my rhythm. And that was fine. And I think that kind of comes back to being open. Like I think settling on that and acknowledging that, that you are, you're fine alone and you're doing it really well alone and everything is great. Yeah. I feel like kind of opens you to the universe as in I'm good and complete like this. Yes. And that's when you then find, find someone else. Hopefully who is also come into your life. Exactly. That's when people come into your life. I will, I will admit that in the last couple of months, Lita's like, well, when she was, when she was here, she's like, mom, you're looking at your phone weird. (laughs) And I was like, what do you mean? And she's like, you're looking at your phone weird. You don't look at your phone like that normally. And I was like, shut up, stop noticing things. (laughs) Yeah. That's a good sign. They catch on. Oh yeah. Oh Yeah. yeah. They're very observant. Well, that was an amazing episode. I will say, I will say so for us. Yeah, congratulations! Lots, lots of updates. Well, thank you. Congratulations! This is this is wonderful news. It has like been very good. Gone, you've gone through the gamut of finding someone you like, and then dating, and then introducing that person to your child, and then introducing that person to your ex, and like, holy shit, you've gone through the gamut since we last spoke, or since you've been willing to t- tell us about it. Yeah, it's been. Like we cover, we cover all of these topics all the time. Like, well, what we is do. the right time to introduce? And you've done it all. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, it's, you can settle on something 
that makes a lot of sense. And then, like I said, it's situational. You find yourself at a point where you have to just, you have to make a decision that makes the most sense. Yeah. You know, and I think it's, it's different with every kid. I think it's different at every age. I think it's different in every situation and you just go with it. So not to say that the, the way that I did it is the way everyone else has to do it. Just you have to be in tune and you have to feel it out. Yeah. And you've done well. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a ride, right? It has and continues to be, which is good. 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 Yeah. Yeah. So to everyone on on Instagram who was, you know, raising question marks, here's your update. I won't we we don't have to talk about her name because that's, you know, that's personal. Right. But but you did you I don't even think you showed her face, did you? No. I mean it's it's one of those things where it's this the internet, like Right. You can it's not hard to find this stuff out. Yeah. I know. As we know, I mean, she listened to episode two, so (laughs) there we go. Yeah. Everybody's going to be furiously Googling her now. Good luck. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. If anyone has two cents to add, which they probably do, and that's great. Yes. Add your two cents. We want to hear your two cents. I want to hear your two cents. Or if you just want to send high fives, that's cool too. Mm -hmm. You can, you can email us at stories at manicramblings.com or you can also find us socially at Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Manic Ramblings. And until next time, be open. Be open. Be open. Things happen for a reason. I can attest to that. Many thanks to Tan Lines for the soundtrack, to Lisa Congdon for the cover art, and to Ryan Coomer for his expertise with the editing stuff. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.